this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Greetings everyone in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, the Senior Pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in Pacoima, California. And we are just so pleased that you have joined our worship. Let us gather around and, and prepare our, our soul, our body, our spirits, our strength, our minds to hear a word from the Lord. Oh, do you have your Bible in front of you? Oh, in any form you want to use, just use the Bible. Open it, open it. And so we're going to begin with a song of praise to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The words will appear. And we're going to join in with our Minister of Music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. And we're going to sing praises to the Lord our God. Why? Because when praises go up, what does the Bible say? Blessings come down. Forever, 
Beloved, open your Bibles to the Old Testament book of Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 7 through 15. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 7 through 15. And listen now, listen for the word of the Lord. Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord of God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel and I rescued you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have added much more. Why? Have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with a sword and you've taken his wife to be your wife and you killed him with the sword of the Ammonites? Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house for you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, I will raise up trouble against you from within your own house and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of the very son. For you did it secretly. But I will do these things before all Israel and before the son. And David said to Nathan the prophet, he said, I've sinned against the Lord. And Pastor Nathan said to David, Now the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child that is born to you shall die. And then Nathan went to his house. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now won't you pray with and for me. Almighty and everlasting, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere present God. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I come before you, Lord. I am so available to you. Use me to your glory and allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Our sermon topic for today is sin, consequences, and grace. Sin, consequences, and grace. I want us to look at a famous Bible personality, a king named David. Uh, for those of you who do not know David the king in the Bible, let me share his resume. David was the greatest king of Israel. He was an ancestor of Jesus Christ. David is listed in the Hall of Fame in 
in Hebrews 11, and a man described by God himself as a man after God's own heart. But, but David was also a betrayer, a liar, an adulterer, and a murderer. Oh, David had done what God had clearly said not to do. Beloved, let us invest, investigate the life of David the king in order to learn some important lessons about sin and the consequences of sin and God's grace and mercy. In the 11th chapter, the chapter above the one we're in, of 2 Samuel, we learn of David's sin and we read, we find that David had seen a woman named Bathsheba. He saw her bathing while he was walking on his rooftop and he was tempted, yield not, tempted by her beauty. And he yielded to temptation and committed adultery with her. She became pregnant and sent word to David the king. And after receiving the word that Bathsheba was going to have his baby, David sent for her husband and tried several tricks to get him to go to bed with his wife so that he would think that it was his baby. But after David's schemes failed, David ordered that Bathsheba's husband be killed to cover his sin. Oh, David. Oh, David, you messing up real good, David. You messing up. And then the story goes on to say that Bathsheba's husband was murdered and David then married Bathsheba and she had his baby. Can you believe that? David, a man after God's own heart, had some things in his closet that the Bible opens up for us to see and learn from. Because we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Amen? And so in verse 1 of chapter 12, we read these words. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. And the Lord sent Nathan, the pastor, to David. And Pastor Nathan begins talking to David by telling him a story. The pastor says, David, a rich man and a poor man lived in the same town. The rich man owned a, a lot of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had only one little lamb that he had brought, and he bought it and he raised. But one day, someone came to visit the rich man. Oh, but the rich man didn't want to kill any of his own sheep or cattle and, and serve it to the visitor's soul. The rich man stole the poor man's little lamb and served it instead. Well, when David heard that story, he was furious with the rich man. And David said, I swear by the living Lord that that man who did that deserves to die. And because he didn't have any pity on the poor man, he will have to pay four times what the lamb was worth. Beloved, did you just hear what David said? How in the world did David have the nerve to come down hard on somebody who had sinned? When his sin is far greater than the person in the story. Oh, David, David, you failed at this. You know what? Sometimes people who have sinned the most are the most critical of other people. Can I get an amen? 
The people who judge you or me the most are sometimes the people who have done the most wrong. And when we find people talking about other people and what they have done, we better believe that if their closets were open, all kinds of junk would come tumbling out to them. People who have sinned the most are the biggest gossips, the biggest critics of how you live your life, and the nosiest. But you know, many Christians don't recognize their own sin because they don't know the Bible. And many times, they don't want to know the Bible because they don't want to know their sin. Oh, my, 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 it's a sad thing happening today. But not knowing the Bible today, there is no excuse today, especially if you are a Christian. And so, child of God, now getting back to our scripture lesson and integrating it into life, the scripture informs us that David had slept with another man's wife, got her pregnant, killed her husband, and then married her. And here he is, coming down hard on somebody else's personal life. That's a shame. Listen. The preacher told David in verse 7, the preacher said, You are the rich man, David. The Lord, the God of Israel, anointed you king over Israel and rescued you from the hand of Saul. He gave you a master's house and beautiful wives, and God says that he would even have given you much more. So why, David, did you do evil? You had everything. Why did you mess up? Well, now, that's a good question. But David did sin, and now David must live with the consequences of his sin. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So God goes on to say to David through the preacher, he says, verse 11, the preacher begins, Thus says the Lord, I'll raise up trouble against you, David, from within your own house, and I'll take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lay, lie with your wives in the sight of the very son. For you did it secretly, but I I'll do it, this thing, before all of Israel and before the Son. My beloved, there are always consequences for sin. Sin is being disobedient to God's word. David took Uriah's wife, and now God's going to let somebody take David's wife. The Bible teaches that we reap what we sow. In other words, there are consequences to pay when you do the wrong thing. One of the main reasons you don't want to do things that displease God is because God is a God of both grace and justice. God has so ordered life that what we do will come back to either haunt us or to bless us. Say out loud, don't play with God. Therefore, when we sin, be sure that we come out of sinful actions of thoughts with the right attitude, attitude, attitude. So let's look at David's example about hearing that God was going to punish him for what he had done. David didn't try to make excuses. He didn't try to lie his way out of his confessed sin. In verse 
13, David said to Pastor Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Oh, beloved, the best thing we can do after we have sinned is to take it to the Lord, take it to the cross. David was a sincere confessor. It was David's sin that gave him the ability to write Psalm number 51. Listen to David. He said in verse 10 of Psalm 51, David says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a right and new spirit within me. A child of God, all we have to do is go before the Lord and confess our sins. It's all in our attitude. And David continues talking to God in the Psalms. He says, do not cast me away from your presence, Lord, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Oh, restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. David, David was asking for a second chance. And he said, if you give it to me, Lord, I'll teach transgressors your ways. In other words, David is saying, Lord, forgive me and I will teach other people to fear you, worship you, and confess their sin to you and change their wicked ways. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, young people. Listen to me, young people. Throw this in. When older people try to tell you something about the consequences of sin, it is because we are telling from experience. And we know what would happen if you do some things because we did it. And we had to pay the cost. Listen. If I burned my hand by the fire and showed you what fire would do to you, if you put your hands in the fire, you would be really foolish, kind of stupid, to then put your hand in the fire too. Life would be a lot easier many times if we just listen. Listen. Listen to this, beloved. David had committed murder. God says, thou shalt not kill Murder is among the worst things you can do. David was supposed to die for what he did. But, but, when David sincerely, sincerely confessed his sin and repented before God, and when he, and when he did that, and when we do that, something always happens that changes things. It's all in our attitude when we approach God with an attitude of humility and we confess our sins before God because we are truly, truly sorry. Something called grace, God's unmerited love, and a thing called mercy. God not giving us what we deserve. Those two things begin to manifest in our lives. When we confess our sin, God's grace breaks loose in our life. God's mercy rains down on us. Glory to God because we need God's grace and God's mercy. Verse 13 of our chapter 12 in 2 Samuel is grace kicking in. So Pastor Nathan said to David, Now the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this Deed you did, utterly scorn and anger the Lord. The child that will be born to you shall die. You see, even after God's grace and mercy, David still had to experience the scar his sin left behind. Sin can leave some horrible scars. Amen. Now the story goes on to tell us, and 
that of David and Bathsheba. A baby was born and after the birth became very sick. Not, not dead, but very ill. And when David saw that the baby was not born dead, he thought that he had some hope. David thought that what the Lord had done for him, he'd do for his baby. So David began to pray that his baby would live and not die. David was appealing to God's amazing grace. Lord, do for my baby what you did for me. Oh, child of God. If you find yourself in a situation that's not dead yet, but sick, pray. If there's, if there's any ray of hope, pray. If God said it, he just might change his mind. Pray. If it's not all the way over, pray. If it looks bad, but it's not stinking, pray. If it's hanging by a thread, pray. God has been known to change his mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Beloved, David begged God for more grace. But the baby died. You see, as long as the child was alive, there was hope. David went to God and pleaded. If there is a possibility, you just stayed on your knees and pray. <laughs> However, the baby died, and when the baby died, David accepted it as God's will, and he went on with his life dedicated to the Lord, dedicated to God. Listen, as long as we can do something about a situation, then do it. But when God makes his move, we must accept God's move and get up and go on. When we have taken it before God, leave it there. And whatever God decides to do, we accept it and we keep going. Don't look back, move forward. Don't bring it back up, let it go. Don't dwell on it, turn it loose. Don't wallow in it, get up and go ahead. When something is dead, bury it. And sometimes that's a sign from God that whatever you did in the past is taken care of your consequences are over. Move on, move on. God is through with it. You paid the price for that sin. Go on. Keep moving. The Bible says that the baby died and David rose from the ground and washed, anointed himself and changed his clothes. And then he went into the house of the Lord and he worshiped God. Oh, glory. David passed that test. He passed that test. You see, God wanted to know if he did things his way, not David's way, would David still worship him? <laughs> David, you passed the test. You passed that test, David. Beloved, when we and God have settled a score, when we have confessed our sin and gone before the Lord in all sincerity, when we truly repent, meaning that we turn from our wicked ways, then, then God will forgive our sin and give us grace in the consequences. God will test our faith and then reward us with more grace. Oh, the Bible says that following this season in David's life, David and Bathsheba had a son, and they named him Solomon because the Lord loved him. And Solomon, the son of David and Bathsheba, is known today as the wisest man who ever lived. Solomon, 
the son of David and Bathsheba, is the author of the Old Testament books called Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon, as well as many of the Proverbs and some of the Psalms. God is an amazing God. Let God have his way. Oh, beloved, God is an amazing God. Hear me today. When we come clean with God, He'll birth and also Solomon. When we come clean with God, he'll set our feet up on high places. When we come clean with God, he'll raise us up on eagle's wings, bear us on the breath of spring, and breathe on us. He'll make us to shine like the sun, and he'll hold us in the palm of his hand. Hallelujah, 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 all oh, dear ones. It is only when we can honestly confess our sin before God that we can sing about God's grace and God's mercy. Oh yeah, the songwriter, he says it all. His grace and mercy. That brought me through. <laughs> and I'm living this moment because of you, Lord. And I just want to thank you and praise you too because your grace and mercy brought me through. Oh, yes. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God because we're not perfect. Only God is perfect. But when we have an attitude, and an attitude of worship. And when we love the Lord God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, when we confess our sins to God, He will forgive our sins and let us bathe in the manifestation of His grace and His mercy.
I pray that this word from the Lord has blessed you as it has blessed me. And so I'm going to open the doors of the church and invite you to become a disciple of Jesus Christ because it's a time. It's a time to be obedient to our God. What else does God have to know to get our attention? He's our creator. Put your name on the church. Give your tithes and your offerings. And share your gifts and talents to God's church. Oh, and also, I do hope that you will say amen to this service by hitting the thumbs up button and by subscribing to our YouTube, Facebook, and all of our other channels. And remember now, spread the word of God by sharing this video. And now, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time and now and forevermore. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Your grace and mercy brought me through. Thank you.